you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at nfl.com slash ddfp. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Oh, hi and hello. Welcome to the Dave Damashek program. I hope all's well wherever you are. You can hear it's quite festive here in Studio 66 as I sit next to number 55, who has, I guess, something to celebrate. What's up with you, Willie McGinnis? What am I celebrating? I don't know exactly. December. I didn't see you over the weekend. What were you up to? I was in Foxborough. I was covering the game, the Jackson. Oh, that's I did see you. I was working, walking around in a crown and a cape. I was saw, I? Yeah. Well, I saw you on Total Access. Oh, on, you saw uh, some Monday of the old Tuesday. stuff that yeah. we did. Yeah, you know. They, and I saw you in the locker room. We have great room. producers here. They come up with great things. I saw <clears> you <throat> in the locker room post game of that AFC title really? game with one Tom Brady. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had to go check on my brother. Yeah. Make sure he was okay. I want to get into all of it. Coming up on, uh, on this uh, DDFP, we've got Josh McCown coming up for you the Josh. guy who really I'll tell you I like Josh I, let me tell you something Willie and no jive I've already had this conversation with him and we'll play it for you in just a little bit um that you know I'm a guy he's a man you know there's a, diff- <laughs> there's a difference I was trying to figure out where you're about to go with that but I'm I, a grown-up I, okay. you see so I, I mean I can't call myself a kid All right but I, but call me a man Feels a little. Uh, you felt speech. real manly around you when he came around. He made you. This feel is less, the way a man. Did, did can, he make? Did he make you feel less of a man? Well, yeah. I, things I, like you need to work on. Yeah. When I talk, yeah. There's certain <laughs> guys I talk to, and I'm like, just see, this is the way. This is the way a man comports himself. What? What kind wow. of schnook am I? What kind of loser? What kind how of life make, is this? How do I make you feel? Well, I mean, you know, you you continue to, you know. Make your your silly jokes, your uh, your Probably hurtful some, jokes. I, I got to do a better expense. job of, and yeah. I think that makes you small. Okay. I mean, you're you're large physically, but sometimes you can be a little small. Okay, you know what I mean. All right. I'm gonna try to grow. I want you to work on you. I'm That's work all. Work on me. I'm gonna try to grow myself. Um, we have to. So we'll talk to McCown. 
and by the way, so we talk about the Jets, we talk about all of it, uh, the quarterback changes I suspect are uh, are looming here, and mm-hmm. three guys who probably are now going to really be much uh, – what, what these title games have done now to Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and Blake Bortles is suddenly more interesting based on what's happened this I, January. I would say maybe two, two of the, two of the three. I want to talk about that, but I want to talk to Willie McGinnis about, uh, about his day, Sunday title game. Let's start with this one. What, uh, where does that rank for you? in Tom Brady performances, not in Patriots dynasty performances, but for Tom Brady, because I've always said his rally down 10 against the Seahawks, the best defense that there was at the time, defending Super Bowl champs to rally him back. That was his signature D 28 to three, notwithstanding. I feel this one maybe even trumps it. This was one of, I would say, and you know, we use the word great and elite loosely in our league. You hear everybody say, oh, he's a great quarterback or no. Greatness is measured on what you do in certain situations over a period of time on a consistent basis. I just came up with that. I, that wasn't written, right? So Call Merriam-Webster. Yeah. So when, when you watch Tom Brady surgically just pretty much dice up the Jacksonville Jaguars in the second half or, or certain drives when he's down um, – 20 to, was it 20 to 17 mm-hmm. and you watch Drew at 20 Brees. to 10 when Lambo makes that kick I thought one. the game's over and he's I, not the only one you watch Aaron Rodgers do it against the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs right and then regular season he did it again um, you watch Big Ben do it you know just wasn't enough time he ran out you you watch these certain quarterbacks do this it tells you the the work that goes into it it tells you their competitive nature it tells you that these guys are on a different level than most quarterbacks because Blake Bortles got the ball with 248 left. And I thought he played a decent game. I thought he played a really good game. But he got the ball back in 248. I'll tell you what. Leonard Fournette, two straight things. Keenan Cole feels that the DB is going to hit him from behind, so hey. he leans into the uh, – anticipates Why, the hit, and he falls down. Have he a lot of run excuses. I'm not I, making any excuses. No, no, I'm just saying. But, I'm just saying. But, but Leonard ever, Fournette, why didn't he stick his hands out and try to catch that ball? we never have these excuses when it comes to Brady and some of these other quarterbacks in the league. Well, we I just remember, watch things happen. I remember some excuses being made by significant others of Tom Brady when Wes Welker dropped the pass a few years back. But I, but, I, but I, your larger point uh, is well taken. I get you. I'm just saying. So I, know, I mean, it was I mean, it was when remarkable we, stuff. I when, we, when we talk about greatness and elite and, 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 and all those different things, when, it, when it's around a quarterback position, that's when you want to see it. What did Tom say to you, if you can share? What, the, what are you two kibbits about? So, okay, so he's just gone to his, I think it's his 28th Super Bowl. He just earns his 28th Super Bowl bid. He's in the locker room. Everybody's having a good time. You go up to him. What, what do you two talk about? We hug. We, how's everybody doing? How you feeling? Great game, da 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 da. First thing comes out of his mouth, yeah. But I got one more. Hmm. We got one more. This is this is like pretty much. It, it it was like the entire locker room. You had a couple of guys excited. You know, Stephon Gilmore had all the cameras around him. This is his first one. You know, he's he's new here. Cooks. Did I? Did you guys not know I knew how to fly? No, I'm saying. What was the thing with the hovercraft, Babilla? <laughs> I've never seen that. He just was hung in the air like Michael Jordan in the dunk contest. I'm just that saying. was crazy. That was but anyway. It's a great play. Yes. Um, Cooks, you watched him. Some of the other guys that's that's new there, and the rest of the guys are just. Going to work as usual. By the way, that's getting dressed, what, having a good. The media was seems like they were more excited than the players. 
and everybody, Chung, I was going over to him. Yeah, it was good, man. He's just sitting back with the confetti coming down. He's like, can't wait to get to this next one. It's like, yeah, this is getting old. Who do they want? Who did who did they want? You're in the locker room. That game's kicking I off. I don't think they wanted. I don't. I don't. They they never mentioned who they wanted, and it, it, that wasn't even the conversation. Who do you think they was, just said would have been more. the better matchup? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, think, they are approximate. I think Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia was the better team. I think they showed that they went out. They were more well-rounded um, all the way around, and I think they showed that <clears throat> the running game. You know, I know. You know. A lot of people doubted if Foles can throw the football down the field. I didn't. I figured with all that time in the system, they would come up with something for him to cater his skill set, which they did. So um, I don't think players sit back unless you just – there's a team you're like, oh, I, we know we got those guys. But I don't think players sit back and say, oh, we want to play them. I think the Eagles are probably, practically speaking, with their ability to run the ball and be real physical in doing so. Well, That's and, the worst And matchup. throw the ball down the field now. Yeah. I mean, we saw that, right? A lot of people said Foles couldn't do it. Big plays going down the field. That's all. That's what I saw. What a massive. I saw a blowout. I, but I can't imagine the headspace of Nick Foles because it's such an odd trajectory that he's taken this season. That, I mean, a month ago he was or whatever five six weeks. He was he was seven, uh, maybe the, seven or eight weeks ago. I wonder if he is in such shock that this is all happening that he won't feel the he moment. He said that after the game. He was like, "Man, this is all surreal." You know, just imagine where I was and where I am now. It really is weird. The team and everything that's around me, it's just great. I'm just taking it all in, which is great, but it's still focus. He's Tell playing. him not to take it in. Just well, stay in no, the clouds. It's okay because he's playing. Yeah. He's playing for something. You know, he wants to be a starting quarterback in his league. And Case Keenan wants to be a starting quarterback in his league. Like, there's there's some quarterbacks that came out of nowhere and did a pretty good job. Do you think Case – I mean, I'm sorry. Do you think Nick Foles is a starting quarterback – in September 2018. I think he is with the right pieces around him. Carson Wentz is definitely the starting quarterback there right. in, in in Philly. But uh, for Nick Foles to play the way he did, he need he need the same surroundings, I would say. I wouldn't say put him in a system where he has to put the entire team on his back and he'll win you game. He'll win you seven of those games just based on his pure natural ability. But I would say if you put him in a system like that with a great running game, a great play action off the running game, great defense all the way around, um, a defense that turns the ball over and can score um, where you don't have as much pressure on him, but he can he can sit in the pocket and whip it when he needs to. That's a perfect scenario. I just thought of something. What, what if Nick Foles, after the Eagles take the dream of Vikings fans of getting a home game, Uh-oh. imagine how sad, imagine how sad to lose that game, and now that team comes into your house, I takes know. your locker room. I mean, imagine how I sad know. them. I feel bet, legit bad for Vikings. Well, you got to play better. They all right. Play, they, they didn't, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they used all their fairy tale dust the week before. It was that crystal. I mean, the, I, I can't remember a game that just sort of swings. Early on, the vibe is – Oh, the Vikes got this. I mean, the, the, the Vikes are going to shame the them. And Chris too. Long strips that gets that. Uh, Patrick Robinson uh, takes it to the house, and all of a sudden it was like, well, this you, is a different game. What Sunday. game are you talking about? I'm talking about the Eagles and Vikes. Oh, okay. I was talking about the Saints. I was like, they spent some of their fairy tale days oh, yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the Vikes. Right. Like, is that of, a thing? A lot of people didn't think they were supposed to be there like, right. because of. And maybe they used it all up. Could be. In that game, you know, against the Saints. What uh, – but but as far as that goes with uh, the Eagles, uh, you know, really hurting the feelings of the Vikings, what if Nick Foles 
takes over Case Keenum's gig in Ooh. Minnesota, that could really Ooh, happen. That's tough. Because Shermer wants Keenum to go with him, but that doesn't make any sense to New York. So I don't. So I don't know where Keenum lands. All right, we'll talk about all that. Yeah, we that's have, we a have lot a of whole off scenarios. We have a whole off season. I want to hear about. So you go up to Brady. He's celebrating. He just had not this, really. I, oh, he's not. You know what? You not told really. me a great story about five years ago. Now you said I asked you what's Brady like after a game. What's it like on the team flight home? You say win or lose. We always knew, keep the back row open for him. He gets his row, he opens his laptop and starts working on next week. Yeah, that's what we do. While we're sitting there playing cards and doing everything else. It's like, a great day. He's not satisfied. Like right. he walked in, he was he was extremely happy because what he accomplished, he knew he knows what he accomplished. He knew how tough it was. No Gronk. So he, so I mean, was, it was crazy. That's what I'm saying. So he was he I mean, he was really happy. But then he was right one more. Mm-hmm. We got to finish this thing. What, though, I'm fascinated by your interaction with him. So you go in there amidst all the, the you know, he just leaves the field, cheers. Well, I speak to a lot of other people. guys before I get to him. I don't beeline right to Brady. There's other guys in there. Why not? Because there's other guys that I know, hello, and I stop, say hello, congratulations. Like who? Who do, who, who do you have to say hello to? I saw Hightower in there. Who else did I see? Um, I saw McCordy in there. I saw Butler. He, by the way, you know my Jenga theory What's that if the you take the wrong uh, – because I've said for a long time, Gronk, you take him out of the equation, the whole thing implodes. Clearly that's not true. They won the Super Bowl last year. I was now about they, to say, didn't you watch the Super Bowl last year? I know, but I thought, well, okay. Or but, the last six or seven, eight games of the Devin season. But Devin McCourty, if you took him out, that would really be – Well, it hurts. They've taken a lot of players I out of that defense have. this year, so you can't take him out. So, okay, so you get the top. He says to you, he says, how's everybody doing? He asks after your family. Oh, we're talking. Hey, congratulations, you know, whatever. And we ask about our families. He does. That's what he says. Like, hey, yeah, how's, how's everybody doing? Yeah. How's the family? How's, how's, how's really? the girls? How's the family? Da, 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 what a da, da. thing. We go. We're brothers. And then, you know, he's all right. I look at the hand. I'm like, man, like it doesn't. Did it look well? What did it look like? It looked a little swollen. Look, all right. He was good. Did he say anything about it? No, nah, we didn't talk about it. You didn't. You don't even say that. That, that didn't give you any what? trouble. He played in the game. Didn't you hear it? It's, it's, I heard it. I'm just not interested open heart to know if he surgery. says anything. It's not open heart surgery here. That was funny. <laughs> I thought Belichick was funny. He's like, we're talking about a hand? And you're still okay with him, uh, and you're still okay with Belichick uh, the way he dresses himself. You see I the am. post game? He wins. I know, but I still would like to see him in a suit and tie, you know? It's coming off the field. He wasn't even dressed yet. I can't say there was a celebration. What's he say to you? What's he? Are you, you kibitz with him a little I, you bit? You know what? I missed him. I, I went in his office, and and he was still out talking with the media and whatever, but they were setting up a little celebration for him, you know, in there. Um, and uh, I'll catch him. I told him I, I told everybody I'll catch him in Minnesota. Does he say to you – you don't have to tell me what your response is, but does he say to you or does Patricia say to you, hey, Willie, you notice anything against the Eagles or whatever? Like, uh, Belichick is- doesn't do that. He just always says he loves me being there. He appreciates me, you know, um, whatever I need. You know, we always talk football. We talk about he'll say a couple things about a couple scenarios or whatever. And I'll, you know, I'll listen. And, you know, he's working. So I'm not going to sit there and talk his ear off. I know my role. I know how to maneuver. You know, I stay out of the way. Me and Patricia, we go a little longer, you know, because we're always excited and we talk trash. And, you know. What sort of fella is he? The MIT background. He's He's obviously. He's smart. Yeah. He's very smart. He's way above 
way above my smart level. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even call it smart. He's on a whole nother level. That's why, that's why he was smart enough to know I better get out of New England because Belichick's on his way out too. <laughs> and right, are you still riding that? I'm still riding it. We'll see what Everybody happens. Everybody was hugging and happy after the game. Good, I'm glad you they were be happy with him, huh? You just couldn't. I'm, what, what do you want me to say? How Still benevolent to, can I be? I'm ha- listen. Good is for that you. Part of the, is that part of the plan for as the man to who's be the successor for to to split everybody up? Is that I, part of the plan? I, I, listen, McGinnis, I'm a competitor. Got to worry about Jackson. You and me got to, we both have that same competitive fire. You see, I don't, you don't want to play dirty though. You can't take players away and say, oh, it's equal now. We're going to take over. You got to beat them when take they're players. I mean, the you irony. You got to beat them while they're at their full strength. The irony of a Patriot <laughs> saying to a Steeler that, that take players away. What's James Harrison? Did you talk to him? Yeah, I did. What Actually, did he have to he, say? That, was the, that was probably the funniest uh, interaction. So I'm like, what's up, champ? You used to this, huh? He's just laughing. And then we had some words about, you know, him leaving there and all the different things and how it was to be a Patriot. He was excited. He was he he was it seemed like he was at rest. He was he was he was he was calm. You know? Um he but knows I did I down. did tell him though, I said, tell all these guys to stop calling you Debo. And he looked at me, I'm like, the movie Friday, Debo got knocked the hell out many times. <laughs> Those guys aren't knocking you out. Like they don't want no parts of this. So tell him to stop calling you Debo. He's like, Well that Debo was a bully. I'm a different Debo. I'm like, all right. So we laughed about it. We talked a little bit of football Don't you stuff. humanize him to we me. We talked I don't about want a little that. football stuff, and then I was like, see you next week, champ. He knows what this is like. He's yeah, he should change confetti. his nickname from Debo to Mercenary. He's had, that's all he is. He's had, he's had to, he has the confetti come down before. He knows what this I saw what he did like. in this in this. He had his kids Super there. Ball. I thought that was great. He had his kids there with him in Patriot jerseys. I know you were just sitting there like, oh. It's gross. Stomach turning. Disgusting indeed. It was, a, it was a beautiful sight. I didn't care for it. I was happy for him. I'm and I know, and I'm you know what the funny were. thing is, what? all the guys that were talking back in Pittsburgh and all that, they had to watch that. And that's what's good. They that's had what's to watch fun. that. It is. It is when you're him. It is when you're him. I think it's shameful. Well, but what anyway. he did say to his defense, he said, "Man, all I wanted to do is play football. That's all I wanted to do." I, I you know what? I, I know I, because I, I get where the Steelers were kind of. I don't want to go down this path with the with the. He had a sack. Players. He had another sack. I know he did. It seems like he's still pretty – it's a pretty good player still. But they were shelving him in Pittsburgh. For what? And once he started sleeping in meetings well, – well, Let's go back. Once what he starts you, sleeping in meetings, what are they supposed for? to do what with him? What are you him? shelving? What are you saving him for? For the for December and January. But how, Keep him nice and fresh. He's how an old man. How are you going to get in the groove? As, as a player, you got to have reps. I suppose so. You gotta I, have reps. I, you can't I just do, throw a I guy not, in there and say, "Work your magic." You're it's great. not as black and white to me happen. as it is for the people on the banks of yeah, the three it doesn't, rivers. It doesn't happen. But anyway, he's a patriot now. Let's move on. What do you think of? Okay, the Patriot way does include, and I'm not saying that it's. I, I, in fact, I am certain that there is not some grand conspiracy to take that to uh, to support the Patriots along the way. Okay. But what do you say? When because it is hard to to debate. I mean, facts are facts. The Jags had a hundred yards worth of penalties. The Patriots had one penalty the whole game. Oh, what do you say to that? Are we going to that? I'm. I just said the. I'm not. Uh, I'm not thing. conjuring some conspiracy here's, theory. I'm just. Here, I see it all over social media. Now I'm asking you to respond. Here's what to I'll it. talk, and here's what I say about the the fans that are a little sour about calls. 
One thing we were taught in New England by our coaches is never let the refs beat you and don't blame the refs. Always take – don't let the refs determine the, the game. Now, clearly, when you saw Ramsey grab Cooks by the back of the neck, he was beat, and he clearly had to grab him, right? Penalty, we both agree? Yeah. Boye struggled. Like he struggled against Antonio Brown, he struggled all day against Cooks. Will we agree? I, I, I do agree. Here, here's well, a, I'm just – yeah, we agree. But I want to say about those two plays specifically. Those are, One, those are two penalties. That, like the listen, other stuff, the fifteen yard that the the, the knocking out Gronk. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't think that was a dirty play. I don't think so either. I don't think that was a dirty play by by rule. Definitely has to be called by rule. They have to call. And it. by the way, the other thing is too. Before that, Gibson just before the collision, they got the interception right. No, I, the other way, Gibson clips. He dives. Gronk is past him, and Gibson swipes at Gronk's legs and trips him a moment before the ball oh, arrives. Right. So it should have been P.I. there. Now, that so I think the, the Jags miss, uh, should have really been penalized further. It should have been 15 yards tacked onto the P.I. Well, they didn't. And I, they didn't, but then I, the next play, that's that was a bogus call. Cooks drives. He, he's, the, his, uh, his route is to sprint into Bouye and drive him down the field. Bouye is merely yards, not giving after, up his space. After five yards. Like we we we're we're the reason why that rule is in place. Understand that. So we know how to attack that rule. They put that rule in after we played Indianapolis in a championship game in Foxborough. Okay. So I understand that rule to to the fullest. After five yards, you cannot make contact. I know. Well, actually, it goes back to Mel Blunt. Forty-seven no, no, no. was too physical. Five no, yards I get, after. But I yes. get it, but they anyway. didn't have a rule in place. Right. 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 They put the rule in after we played Indy after that year. You cannot make contact. So if players are smart enough to understand that, and you get physical or whatever, they're going to call it. I, it but it you does make be me smarter. You got it. You does make gotta, me, That's just being a smart football. But going player. forward, isn't that by the? Isn't that a, a keen little strategy for a receiver? Why I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive myself full speed because did, it's did, my did, space did, and it's gray. Did all receivers push off when they can? Did Michael Irvin push off? Did a lot of those guys do it? If you extend the arm, they're going to call it. If it's settled, they won't. You just got to play the game. You got to know how listen, to play within the rules. I see you're see you are assuming Willie Willie. No, I'm that not I, assuming. That I'm I am, talking to the fans right now. I know because that's what you said. Okay, okay. And, because and, I don't want you to think that no, I am saying that they, that the Jags got a raw deal there for sure. I well, definitely my thing don't is, think they do. Do you think the Jags couldn't stop the Patriots anyway? Well, here's the the play that a lot of people have now started the Which, debate. Okay, there's is the Miles play. Jack fumble or the the scoop? I say again. What were the refs going to do? They got the ball. I know, but it, but if you Who's, look at it. Who did they give the ball to? You know that that should have been a live ball, but there's no way practically. He was touched. He wasn't touched. He doesn't possess the ball till his body leave, uh, rolls over Deion Lewis's. Then and only then does he possess the ball on the ground. He gets up, but the official, I just think it's unreasonable. They to gave expect him the that, ball, though. A lot of I people know. thought that he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have control of it. By the way, what do you think about my theory about this? They could not. Al Riveron and company could not because I think you could make a pretty compelling case that Deion Lewis, by the time he gets to the ground, has regained possession of that ball against his hip. And you could say, well, he's – That he was down? He's in control of that ball. But there's no way – That he was down? Yes. But there's no way that Al Riveron, a month after he says Jesse James, when he hits the ground, doesn't keep Uh, possession. He couldn't then say, well, that – 
It always right, well, has is, to go back to a Pittsburgh Steelers story of something with yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's that's was, right. So, was, well, well, it came against the Titans. I don't obvious. care. I'm just telling you. It was obvious that Jesse James did not possess that ball when he hit the ground. It's okay. It's, it was obvious. It's not okay. It makes me sad still. Did they give that ball to Deion Lewis or did they give it to Miles? That's my point, though. Who, who, who did they give it Spaghetti to? Spaghetti behind the glass. Break the tie. Would you please? You understand my point, Who did don't they give you? the ball to? They gave it to the Jags. I'm just telling okay. you that they couldn't overturn. So but they, they would have. This is a makeup call for they, something that happened a couple of weeks they ago against gi- Pittsburgh. I do think oh. they would have given that ball to the Patriots. They would have oh. said, "That's you know what, Deion Lewis did regain possession if it had not been for what. I think what, they got it right. They gave would, it to the Jags. Okay. Spaghetti, well, who's right about this one? Do you think Riveron did that because he was uh, of the informed by what happened the month before? You're trying to say you're trying to get me to say the league is a little bit biased. I'm I'm not going to say that. The league. I didn't say anything I, about I, bias. I, I, I you know what, buddy? The league who suspended Brady last year for four games is is a little bit. By biased. the way, that the is, same league, the same league who also took a first round draft pick and a million dollars from the Patriots for air is biased towards the Patriots, and they're going to give them all the calls. Isn't that what's funny? Isn't that the, I, the I, league who supposedly is not supposed to be friends with? The Kraft family and the Patriots anymore are getting calls now, are directed by the officials to give the Patriots calls. I mean, imagine how ludicrous think about that, that sounds. Imagine Just how think ludicrous. about that. Think about I, – I really do encourage fans across football. They got to come with something better. Man. I agree. I think – listen, to what, something listen I understand so Willie McGinnis is a long-tenured New England Patriot. That has legend, nothing but, to do with my – No, opinion. no, no. I'm saying that – I understand you say, well, Willie, of course, would say that. But I have no – I'm obviously not on the side of the Patriots. Really think about what you're saying, conspiracy theorists. Really? What, what's, what's the process there? What's the process? Goodell getting on the phone like, hey, make sure uh, the home team has a good day today, okay? You know, like, what? I don't, I don't get what? that. It's I don't weird. Get it. It's football. It's deep state here's the thing is, Everybody's it, not out to get everybody. Here's the thing is, as players, you can't make certain mistakes in crucial situations, okay? You can't get penalties. They tell you that all the time. You can't have mental errors or mental lapses. Right. The Raiders in the 70s took more penalties than Don Shula's Dolphins, and that was a factor in the game. I think you can ascribe it mostly to the Patriots play disciplined football and and the Jags like to get loose. They don't beat themselves. Right. You can't give them anything. And that's what you've always – You can't give the Patriots anything. You want to beat them? Then you got to play – you can't make mistakes in crucial situations. And now – and, and this has been true for at least half a decade, if not more, the fact that that is true, that you that it's understood, hey, the Patriots are not going to beat themselves, so oh, we can't beat ourselves. Right. In other words, let's not make mistakes. Once you get it into your head, we have to be mistake-free, then you're going to make mistakes. Once you try to be perfect, you're not going to be perfect. And I always loved what you told me. Again, this is now five years ago, and I, and I always think about this because as a Steelers fan, again, the one – we are the exception, as the as any Steelers supporter, that the Patriots, when they play the Steelers, almost always annihilate them. It's not nearly. It's not merely that you have the Steelers number. It's that they tend to win by a decent uh, total. That is not the same against almost any other uh, worthy contender. You guys, as you pointed out to me, I it took me until you pointed this out to me. I never really observed it. Every game you ever win is. 
pretty close, except against Pittsburgh. You all, you, you, you barely beat the Panthers. You beat them by three. The biggest margin in any Super Bowl you guys ever won. Four, five. Was the overtime? The overtime is the bit six points is the six. biggest margin. That's crazy to think, legitimately. But you said it's all predicated on. It's all based around if we play perfect. They will make one mistake somewhere along the way, and that will provide the small margin we need to win the game. When you look, fascinating. When you look that up, how many games are won, won and lost in the NFL by three points or less? It's almost 50%. Mm-hmm. So going in, that's why they put so much emphasis on not, not beating yourself, not making mistakes. Self-inflicted mistakes will cause you to lose a game. I have to – speaking of calls and uh, decisions and Belichick and the mystique and all that, um, I think – because this came up uh, with uh, with the boss, Greg Rosenthal. You know, he's another Patriots okay. supporter. Is he? You didn't know he's a Patriots well, guy? Guys everywhere. I don't know. Hey, yeah, I love the Patriots, Willie. They're <laughs> my favorites. Um, he and I were talking about it. I've oh, made this point it. since yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know, Willie. <laughs> I was at the games up in the press box. Um, I have long uh, – hypothesized that in the last minute of Super Bowl 49 something that burnished that has burnished the uh, the Belichick mystique is that he somehow outwitted or psyched out or got into Pete Carroll's head <laughs> after the curse catch did you see that though I it was a moment there was a moment. I know that you can kind of read watch it the like, cut-ups. Yeah, I know. And you see Pete kind of looking over to see if they were going to bring guys in and it was a one-for-one But Belichick choked, and people want to argue that with me. He knew – he didn't realize, oh, the clock's spinning. They're not going to use their timeout. I should – well, should I call timeout? Oh, the clock's spinning. Well, now it's too late. Now we're just going to let it run down. You think he knew. They already had the substitutions. They couldn't find Malcolm Butler on the sideline. So if you watch the tape of that – of like how that ran, as soon as it happened, they turned around, and you see the DB coach or the linebacker coach, somebody calling for Malcolm. Malcolm wasn't even over there. So they was already trying to get him in the one for one. There wasn't there wasn't any decisive or big conversations about where should we go? Should we go goal line? Should we put this in? It was one for one. Malcolm they immediately turned around to Malcolm, looking for Malcolm. So I'm just saying, sometimes when you think a coach is gonna make a certain decision or a move and he doesn't, and he kind of just stands still and crosses his arms like he already no has. No way. Look I, at the sequence I've of how it. that went down. Maybe you're right, but I think this. Somebody uh, got confused. They well. Somebody cert- got confused. The Seattle coaches certainly psyched themselves out yeah. by taking. They burned what what history will forget yes. is they burned their second time out on that. Marshawn Lynch catches the wheel. I think that's where they burned it, but wherever they did, they unnecessarily spent the second time out. They only left themselves with one. Bill didn't because how many did Bill have? Two. Yeah, I think so. So he's thinking ahead. I'm not going to burn timeouts. We can move our guys in. We know what to do in this situation, so we could just substitute. Because if we get the ball back, I'm going to need those timeouts. But th- no, but that that doesn't make sense because he let the clock burn down to 15 seconds in that case. Well, you he talk- should have no, stopped no, 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 it with 59. That. No, I'm talking about before that. Oh, okay. Before that, he could have took a timeout and said, "We want to make sure." Because sometimes that's what happens. That's what happened with us. Mm-hmm. Take a timeout. Make sure we got the right personnel. Make sure we got everybody on the same page. We don't need any breakdowns because if. If the ball snap and you go and you hurry up and you get lined up, that's when mistakes start to happen. Guys are out of position, got the wrong formation, I mean the wrong personnel groups in. Things like that tend to happen. So sometimes he'll take a timeout just to make sure we're 
were good across the board. They were good. Okay. That didn't happen. I think that – I mean, listen, to now uh, as we approach Super Bowl 52. Situational football. That's right. And I can't believe – it seems to me – I don't know that the, the – the, You know what else is situational football? Tell me. You guys not kicking the ball deep in that game. Well – Trying to onside kick it was a bad situational football. What are you telling me? I, 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 no, well, no, by I'm the way, saying, go back and listen. I'm giving you to, examples. Situational you're right. football. By the way, Mark Caballi, uh beat writer in Pittsburgh for The Athletic, uh, d- we went deep on the Steelers. Go back and listen to that if you want to deep okay. dive on what's Mark going Caballi, on with that team. I got you. And he and I obviously discussed the, the crazy decision to do that. I wonder how – it's weird to me, speaking of situational football, I'm certain that – Pete Carroll and I mean Pete Carroll that uh, Bill Belichick, uh, Josh McDaniels, and Tom Brady have four plays in their mind in that situation. I have to think the Seahawks coaching staff did too. But if they did, they would have realized just to relive that one more time. You run Marshawn, he I gets agree. you down to the one. I agree. On first down, you and you only have one timeout left. You run on second down. Then if you don't get it, then you throw on third. That you got a timeout left. Right. Wait. So so is that right? Yes. So let me take yeah. you back. For, he you gets get the, it down there. Right. So you run again. He gets you. I think he had like five That's or six right. yards. You let him try to run it in. You get down to the then one. Then you call the timeout if he doesn't score. Then you, you throw on third. give him the ball back. He had right. so much momentum. He That's had a right. great run before that. If it wasn't a game-winning tackle by Hightower, he would have scored. That's right. He gets down to the half-yard line. Why not give it to him again? That is what your team is. Toughness, beast mode, uh, we're going to beat you up on the ground. Give him the ball. If you don't get in, timeout. That's now. where you call the timeout. Now. Throw on third. No, you come and there to the sideline. You come to the sideline. Yeah. Here's the kicker. You come to the sideline, and I'm going to give you two plays. Yes. So I can't give you one. I have to give you two plays because you got two downs, mm-hmm. right? You got a little bit of time, 30-some seconds, whatever it is, 20-some seconds, but you got two plays. My first play is going to be a sprint out with Russell where you have a run-pass option. Here's where it goes. The receiver's not open right now. It's okay. Okay? It's okay. If nobody's open, now if you can run it because guys will lose contain because you're Russell Wilson, go ahead and score. If nothing's there, throw it away. I give you three options. Throw it away. My last and final play would have been my go-to play that they went to in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's their go-to, right? That was their home run play that they were saving. Then you go to that play. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. The clock's going to stop either way. I, the Throw it I, away, the clock will stop. The touchdown, it doesn't matter. You run it in, you're going to win. I know it's the all-time heartbreaker, perhaps uh, that or it's maybe for us to say now well, their offensive coordinator's fired. Right, and uh, Dyson at the one against the Rams and all that, but. I, I feel like um, that maybe is the biggest heartbreaker for Seattle because that alters 21st century pro football lore. I mean, if they score there and they're the back-to-back champs and vanquish the Patriots, who knows how things go from there for both teams. But either way, yes, I agree with you completely. That was a, a fascinating breakdown that you you just gave there. But that's exactly right. They, they psyched themselves out. But I don't give Belichick the credit for – Helping the, to psych out Pete Carroll and Bevel. Okay. It's a game of chess, too, with the coaches. Tell me this now. Let's talk about the here and now. They were wearing the white jerseys on that night in Arizona. It was an ugly uniform matchup. Too much navy. They won. I, 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 listen, that's not what we're talking about. Oh, Sandy, about. they win? They won the game. I, that's, that's not what we're talking about. I, I want to I piece it together. That's all. I'm just trying to keep it together. Now they have the white jerseys on. 
you mean to tell me Bill Belichick is cares about superstition? That's a weird – I would never – see, your answer is, well, we won the game. What do I care what the uniforms look like? Oh, That's what I would think Bill Belichick are, would say. That runs higher than Belichick, too. Like, our, uh, our, our, our owners are very superstitious about uh, who does the coin toss and all those different things, who's the captains for certain games. It's okay. Even with the, even with the, coin, okay. even with the coin flip, right? They did some type of study of the coin flip. So the Patriots always choose a certain way with the coin flip. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, they don't leave any rock unturned. Whatever gives you an or advantage. coin, apparently. Whatever. Boy, that's interesting. Um, so, okay. So white, I, I, if, that the didn't, white, if the white wins you games, we're white, baby. That didn't make sense to me. Wait, <laughs> Bill Belichick is noting hey. how many teams in white jerseys win the Super Bowl? That makes we're sense. We're white, baby. That, that would be Raft <laughs> worried about that. You never know. By the way, I did look it up uh, because I care about stupid things. Uh, Fifteen times a, a quarterback wearing number 12 has won the Super Bowl. Wow. Do, you don't want to wear the, – the advantage goes to the Patriots here – not just because it's Brady v. Foles, but the numbers they wear. 12 has won 15 Super Bowls. Single digits all together have won how many? Like 11 or something like that? Is that what we counted up uh, behind the glass? Yes. You, wow. Yeah. It's not good. You don't want to wear a single digit and be the starting quarterback. It's not nearly as successful. What number is Nick Foles? Nine. Hmm. Bad news. I'm Bad news. You also, said it. You here, just you – just, what the uni- between the uniforms and the numbers? Why even play the game? Thirty-three, <laughs> thirty-three people-based mascots have won the Super Bowls. Oh boy! Patriot, Steelers, a steel worker, a Packer is a whatever they pack there in uh, piece of cheese in Green Bay oh. cheese. No, it's not meat. I think I is what they're doing. I think that's what it is actually. Why they uh, wear their cheese heads though? I don't. They like their cheese up there. That's All good right. for them. Let them have their cheese. Cowboys, you know they people-based mascots have won 33 Super Bowls and head-to-head against animal-based mascots oh have a uh, have a dominant uh, record against them. I can't summon what it is exactly. So people rule. So Patriot over Eagle, double-digit 12 one? over number single-digit 9. Let's just let's just hand out let's the trophy it. now. I'm with you. Let's why, skip Why it. even play the game? Why go to Minnesota? Does Speaking of Minnesota, a couple more questions for you real quick. Does it matter? I know, obviously, the game's inside, but any impact from it being frigid? Does that have any impact in the way you approach the week? Minnesota's not playing, so they're not, they're not going to try I wouldn't to control think so. the weather or anything. This is a league thing. They want the fans as, 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 as comfortable as possible. So right. it'll be 70 degrees or whatever it is, you know. Best Super Bowl city? New Orleans. Agree. New Everybody Orleans. says that. Does anybody disagree with that? Oh man, you can't. Can we do everywhere. every other year? Can we do like we can do whatever? Well, you have to. I don't care you where know we rules. do the other year. But you know the rules. You have to give the new stadiums a Super Bowl. All right, we'll do that in so, the so, in the odd years. Every well, no, year we're done. Year, no, we're done. We got we got we got Atlanta next year. Okay. And then we got California. We got the Rams, right? And then we go back. So we're San Diego. We're Tampa. We're Miami. We're New Orleans. We're all warm. We're, okay. we're back to the warm places. Heinz Field. Your 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 uh, organization was trying to get a Super Bowl there. <laughs> Imagine they were. Imagine they were. Uh, really? Yeah, I had no idea. They were. I think we've earned it. There is without Pittsburgh, PA. There is no football. There right. we go. Back to. Pittsburgh. I'm not going back there. Don't start with me. I'm just. I'm just. What do you do? And what what kind of stuff happens in the Super Bowl week with the famously. Buttoned down, closed off New England Patriots. 
in Super Bowl week in Minnesota. Do you guys watch a movie together? What do you do? We'll go bowl together? Do you do, like, trust I, falls? I don't remember. Um, we don't didn't, remember. We, no, we didn't, we didn't go on group, like, team dates where everybody went together. You know, you would practice. You would have um, a, a designated time to go spend with your family and eat and different things like that. You had curfew. Um, earlier in the week, it was a little more loose. Um, later in the week, of course, they in the middle of the week, they, they start to button it down. Um, because of the experience, it knows what goes on and all the all the Super Bowl experience things people talk about. You kind of don't want to do too much, you know. Does um, that do the Eagles not know that though? Is that not common sense? Play, they have six players that know. Yeah, Chris Long obviously yeah, just Blunt, off those Blunt Patriots and Blunt, right? They have six players that know, but it's tough. Um, That's overstated, well, right? No, it's not. It, it's man, it's critical. As long as you know, but as long as Chris uh, Long and Laguerre Blunt are saying it's easy to the team, for you to know. But I want to experience. This is my first Super Bowl. I've been playing for ten years in this league. Mm. This is something I dreamed about. When I go there and I see all the flashing lights, and I got all the media requests. And everybody wants to take me to dinner and the clubs and all the great parties that's going on all week long. And I got these people that want to pay me for these appearances. And I got my family members that I want to take out and take them around town. And I want to hang out with them and have dinner. And, oh, yeah, I got to practice. I got to get ready for the game. I got to do this. I got to do that. Think about it. So if you're experienced and you've been there, you'd be like, your family understands already. Listen, you're probably not going to see me this week. Okay, we'll talk. We'll spend a little bit of time. We'll have a dinner at the beginning of the week. But come Wednesday, I'm shutting it all down. I'm going all football. Okay? Oh, I got you. Got you, honey. All right, kids. I love you guys. See you later. See you game day. And that's it. But the guys that have not been there is going to want to take it all in because they don't know when you're ever going to get back. Makes sense. You don't honey, know you, if you're going to be on the same team. Next as year always, see guys. it does. See you bring the uh, human element to it. Just the truth. Even the Patriots have some oh. human beings on their roster. <laughs> Is that right? A lot. They have a lot of. A human lot of them. Beings. Yeah, they have a few. I can't believe a white jerseys. Oh, we can't wear the blue. We might lose. Who we'll be, said that? I don't know. So that's the message I read. But you know, there's something with the line. green jerseys too, though. There's the, the orange is the worst. You don't want to have orange on. Apparently, well, there hasn't been an orange team in the Super Bowl in a while. Well, Denver Broncos could have. The Broncos in '48, they what wore happened? their orange and they lost. They're un- they, they've never won a Super Bowl in their orange. They had jerseys. orange. Yeah, and then the and then the Bungles have been to a couple the with their orange hats. They lose. Oh yeah, don't do orange. Yeah, and the Browns. Don't talk about the Browns. I spent three great years. <laughs> Don't Don't you talk about my Browns. By the way, we'll have time for that conversation at a later date, but that's my big idea. What you do is, if you're the Browns, you go sign Kirk Cousins. Break the bank to get him. Then use the first two picks that you have, first and one and four, on the two best defensive players. All right, if you want to take Barkley, that's your business. You got to take him. Well, you got to. There are a lot of good running backs. Break the bank. No, Kirk Cousins. Then you're immediately a contender. If you get Kirk Cousins. I think so. Not, I, I don't think you go to the. I don't think the Browns are in Super Bowl Fifty Three. Didn't we have an elite quarterback conversation earlier in this show? We did. Is and you say Kirk Cousins is well, now a top you? ten quarterback. What did I tell you about Kirk Cousins? What's that? A guy like that on a team like that, right? He's You'd more be around the- him. Else he'd be doing that in Washington right now, right? Mm-hmm. He, I I don't disagree needs, with that. He needs more around him. I think you're loco if you're D.C. and you spend $30 million to keep Kirk Cousins on a deeply he's flawed roster. Make 20, he's already making 25, 26, whatever the number is. I mean, it, 
it's what the market dictates now. It's really not about your production or what you've done over the last five years. Because when you pull those numbers and you pull wins and losses, it's 500. Mm. That's what it is. It's 500. So you can call him a top 10 quarterback um, because he throws for a lot of yards because they're losing games and they got to throw the ball a lot. You got to break down the game a little bit more to see where these numbers come from. There's a lot of hidden things that you got to factor in. So what really counts, wins, losses. Is it all his fault? No. But wins, losses, and then the second half of seasons, the last eight games, look at production over his starting starting career. It's average. It's 500. So if you think that you can break the bank, give him a hundred and something million dollars. I just think that's a more – I know that that's a costly um uh, Let me give you a make, better scenario. But if you take Rosen or Darnold, you don't me, know what either one of those guys. Scenario. At least you know what Cousins That's not is. good for Kirk Cousins. I'm saying if – That's saying not good for Kirk Cousins. What's good for Kirk Cousins if – you give him that Jags defense. Yes. You give him that running game with the Jags. You give him those receivers and all that that the Jags have, and he's the missing piece. Now you break the bank, and then you draft a quarterback later that you can develop under him. Now you break the bank because what was missing, what's going to be missing with them is that position right there. I agree with so that. So now if you talk breaking the bank, and I'm Kirk Cousins, she's way more attractive than she is over I do there. think it's interesting. Well, we'll have time again. But I I'm do like saying. that. I do like – all of a sudden, is Alex Smith really much of an upgrade from Blake Bortles if yes. you're the Jags? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I don't know. But you talk about coming through in the clutch. Alex Smith doesn't really do that. Hasn't really done that at okay. least. It's a better quarterback. I wonder – it's going to be interesting to see who's quarterbacking uh, the Patriots in 2018. Last I checked, Brady was still under contract. Well, he's under con- – yeah, I know. But, like, it's going to be like, ah, hey, Bill. Yeah, Tom. We've done it all. Let's go. Off into the sunset Let's go together. 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 Let's just go. Who's going to take over? And then Bill will be like, well, Tom, by the way, I- I've told uh, McDaniels and per- Patricia, you may as well know, too, I'm going to blank. Willie knows where it where? is, too. Willie knows, too. Positions but, are filling up. But Willie up. doesn't want to – Willie also. Positions are zip. filling up. Where yeah. is he going? I don't know where. I don't know. You could There's tell only me two more wanted. jobs left, Indianapolis and Detroit. Which right. one is he going to take? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. You could tell me right now. but I, I could I, tell you. You like – There you. is a Patriot that's going to take two of those positions. There are two Patriots. I said, see, now you're playing games with me, and that's where, <laughs> that's where we come full circle. Do I think you're a man? Yeah, I think you're a man, but sometimes you like to play games, and that's beneath <laughs> you to have to do that especially to a guy like me. All right, listen, speaking of men, let's get to another one now. The guy who really, I know, relatively speaking, five wins is not uh, a remarkable deed, but with the roster that Josh McCown had going into the season, they were very – I mean, a lot of people were talking about them going over. Instead, he put together a nice little run there, and uh, he now at minimum muddies what the Jets may want to do this offseason as well. Let's talk to him now, more importantly, doing great work with – Let's listen together. The initiative started with uh, with Cap and then uh, Malcolm Jenkins and so many other great guys, Chris Long and uh, yep. and all the fa- – Anquan Bolden. Let's talk to a guy who's uh, picked up that ball and is running with it now, Josh McCown. Ooh, I'm anxious uh, for this conversation. Seated to my immediate left right here, the quarterback of – 
One of the more surprising teams in 2017 from the New York Jets here is it's Josh McCown. How are you, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Certainly, certainly. A lot to get to and not a ton of time to do it. So let's start here. One thing I, I, I talk to guys about a lot is how do you emotionally and otherwise in such a physical sport, how do you get up? to play games when you know your season is not going to finish playing in January? How do you continue to get up? And I mean, you're, yeah. you're going to get hit by 300-pound men, and if it's not going to end in glory, then what's the point I, on some level? Right. Well, that's a fair question. I, I think, A, you know, they're, they're uh, uh, to a degree because it's a character issue. Like, you know, you're getting paid to do a job. So you got to get up and go out and play as hard as you can. And then uh, you look around the locker room and the guys that you're playing with and, and you owe them your best as well. So uh, I, there are days or times more, more during the week, the practices where you're, when you're at the end of a long season where it's, you know, you're not going to play in January where it's, it's frustrating, it's hard, but, uh, but you have to find that, that, you know, little thing within yourself that's probably why you made it to this level to begin with, kind of self-motivate and get yourself going and, and, uh, and go out there and finish the, the year the right way. Well, listen, you see the sign on the wall there, Josh. It says no jive. That's our policy. It's our one rule here in Studio 66. And in August, surely no one on the New York Jets, as management is, is – um, uh, dispatching players who are high-end NFL players. You couldn't have think, been thinking – I mean, people were talking about, are they going to go over the season? What was the buzz like? What, what What's your uh, frame of mind I- going into that season? Well, you know, other than fielding questions, obviously, when, you, when we speak to the media, other than fielding those questions, uh, you really, as a team, you're, you're worried about building the team and, and going through uh, camp and all those things that uh, you don't let that really get in. You you what we see and what we believe and again it's it's kind of this spirit of 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 a professional athlete you you make it to this level because there's something inside you that says you believe that you can accomplish something that other people don't think you can do and so Hmm. collectively when you're in that environment uh we're all we're all there together going you know we're going to be we're going to be a good team we believe what we can you know coach bowl set out a vision for us and 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 how he thought we could play and the level he thought we could play at and the same thing uh for us offensively uh and we went out and chased that and we and we accomplished that we didn't do that enough, uh, but uh, but we played some good football, and and so I, I think for us it's just it's what you build inside that locker room that makes it special. It is interesting that paradox that you guys are, you know, supreme physical athlete specimens, but beyond that, you also have a certain confidence in yourself. That that does seem to distinguish you from the guys who just don't quite get over the hump. And yet you all seem to use that same chip, which is no one outside this locker room believes in us. You hear that from even the teams that are in the Super Bowl. No one believes in us. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing is, is it you – you collect 53 of those chips, so to speak, on everybody's shoulder, and, and, and you get guys competing and guys believing. And, and more than anything, sometimes that, that can galvanize a group. And, uh, and so for us, I believe that was, that was the case a little bit this year. And uh, I would tell you this to a man that, that uh, the outside narrative would say that we overachieved based on, on what you just said about August and, and, uh, and the prognostications going in. But I would say this, that to a man in our locker room, we would say we underachieved greatly. And, mm. uh, and uh, we, we really felt like 
you know, we should have been and had a chance to, to you know, win, you know, three or four more games at least. Oh, yeah. There yeah. was a vibe there that what, are the Jets going to make the playoffs now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think that was a disappointment to us. And, and it's definitely something we can build on. And again, it's a credit to, to Coach Bowles and, and him steering the ship and, 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 uh, and leading us there. And, uh, and the guys in the locker room, both the veterans and then the young guys that we brought in, Jamal Adams, Marcus May. We had some key young talent that, that kind of stepped in and, and kind of saw, saw the vision of where we were trying to take the team as a, as a veteran group and jumped right in and were great voices as well. Well, like you say, you, you've kind of, I, I think you kind of are the personification of a guy who's been around and can speak to how different locker rooms feel. A couple questions about that. Todd Bowles, the quietest head coach you've ever been around? Uh, well, I, I played with Lovey Smith as well, and, and Coach Smith was kind of quiet too. And, and, you know, I think sometimes I think what you see on – uh, media day or, or at a press conference and, and, and during media sessions is different than necessarily uh, what players see from day to day. And uh, and everybody has a different way of leading and uh, getting their message across. But the main thing is can they com- communicate the vision of the team, where they want the team to go, and uh, do that effectively and then and then carry out that plan. And, and Coach Bowles, you know, uh, was able to do that with us this year as far as understanding, you know, way back in, in March and April when we first got together where we wanted to go as a team. Uh, but he's definitely on the quieter side. And it takes all kinds. And, and you see, you know, different styles of leadership succeeding in the league. And, and uh, I'm just, you know, glad to be under his leadership and, and was thankful to be a part of it. I got to think, yeah, you the, the attitude's got to be, hey, if Bowles could help us get to this level based on where we were in August – 2018 is going to be dynamite, uh, you know, double digits or bust in wins, right? Well, I think that that's the the excitement is that you, like those young players I talked about, you mm-hmm. you create this environment where uh, there's a standard that we believe we can play at, and then and then you go about chasing that in the next off season, and and uh, and so uh, I think that's the credit to Coach Bowles to to establish that this year, and and. Uh, Mike McCagnan and and uh, the leadership from up top of just sticking with Coach Bowles and 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 saying okay we've laid a good foundation now let's see if we can improve it. Um, yeah. Also, like I say, you've worn a bunch of jerseys. Which is the best one you've worn? Whoa, great question. Like like, what do you mean? Like best organization or like nah, color scheme? I, I don't care about best organization. <laughs> I want to know what the what's the most handsome look. Most handsome look. I I tell you what, the green. It is uh, nice. Green and white was pretty nice. We uh. We really enjoyed, um, you know, my family. We enjoyed, we enjoyed. They, they like the. They always, you know, kind of poll the kids on what they like. They enjoyed the Chicago uniforms. Um, they liked those colors. Uh, but, uh, but the green and white was. We enjoyed that this year. Um, now, I want to talk about. I uh, about fifty-one weeks or so ago, I got to sit down in Houston in Super Bowl week. I got to sit down with Malcolm Jenkins and we talked about it all. We solved yeah. all of life's issues. <laughs> and legitimately he was uh you know, had rare perspective on, you know, I was you gonna know, say that's a good guy to solve life issues with his I mean he uh, really is. Yeah. Although, you know, he's now back in the Super Bowl, you know, he w- went there in his rookie season and won the Lombardi. And he has I don't know if you know it, he has a big Lombardi trophy on his right forearm. Oh yeah. What do you think of that? Well, I I, I think it's uh you know, you want to talk about setting a vision out before you. I mean, you look at it every day, and, and it's something to chase. So uh, it kind of speaks to who he is, you know, as a person. And, and 
and I think you see that in every aspect of his life. He's very driven and very focused, and uh, so you know, I'm I'm all for it. If oh, he's a if, great if, guy. If that's what it takes. I, it's too bad he's spoken for because I, if he were out uh, on the dating scene, like uh, you know, like hey, so what are you up to? Oh, it, oh, my Lombardi <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, I've won one of those. I've won I, one I, of did those. I not mention? And that? I'm on the cusp of maybe winning another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think that, but yes, we also talked about the great work that really I feel like he. You know, Kaepernick began the the movement, but I feel like he really picked it up and and turned it into a proper movement that uh, that the NFL's gotten behind and sitting down with uh, Kamish Goodell and beyond. Now you're a part of it. Uh, you know, where where are we with? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, the the league launched the Let's Listen Together uh, campaign, and and uh, you know, we sat down about a month ago, guys from the Players Coalition, which Malcolm had a huge uh, impact in and. Uh, and himself and Anquan Bolden putting together, and and then you know players started to join, and we 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 put together kind of a, a leadership group in that in that uh, aspect, and we met with owners about a month ago and started to say how are we going to attack these issues, and and what was great is the owners in the room, you know, Michael Bidwell, Shai uh, Khan, um, Stephen Ross, Jimmy Haslam, uh, we're sitting there with the commissioner and and dissecting you know the issues that are important to players, and then what the league and and how we can leverage. Uh, the, the platform of the NFL to do good and to bring good to these issues and to shed light on them. And, and, uh, and Malcolm's done a, a tremendous job of kind of spearheading that, but, uh, it's been a great experience, you know, for all of us, um, to be a part of. And, uh, you know, just last, last month we took, you know, towards the end of the season, uh, we took a Tuesday with some of the Jets players and Christopher Johnson and, uh, uh, we went down to the Bronx and, and we, we kind of, we, we did what we call a listen and learn tour. And we, and we, listen to the issues that are faced, you know, in some of these underserved communities. And, and, uh, and just when you talk about criminal justice reform, something that Malcolm's very passionate about and the things that we can do to, to help uh, change some of these cycles that are uh, keeping people marginalized and, and, uh, and uh, do something to make their lives better. And, and so it's been a great, it's, it's been a great thing to be a part of. I'm, I'm really proud to say that I'm a part of a league that the owners would step in and, and come together and say, let's find a solution to this and, uh, and let's help, um, impact the communities that our players are coming from. I mean, I hope it's not, it doesn't sound patronizing, but I think what takes it to another level is to see Chris Long with, uh, with the face that Chris Long has and, uh, and the color of his skin and uh, looking at you with the flaxen hair and the blue eyes, <laughs> your involvement in it, what draws you to it and what's, uh, what's next then? Well, I think too, you, you, when you look at these issues and these are, and, and these are minority issues, and a lot of times, immediately what happens is things get so sided. Uh, and the the saddest thing to me in some of these some of these issues, when you talk about social issues, when you talk about uh, community and police relations, is people jump on one side or the other. And the beautiful thing about love and empathy is they're they're infinite commodities. You can you know I don't love one of my kids more than the other one. I have I have love that I can give to both of them. Yeah, that's and where it, you and I part ways. Yeah. I, 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 no, no, no. But kids, if you're listening, that's not yeah, me. no, and and so I think that's the that's the cool thing is that you can you can side with you can side and understand and support law enforcement and and wanting them to have the best uh, chance they can to do the best job they can, but also understand that there are communities where uh, whether the relationships are, are not as well, good as they could be or there are communities that are underserved that you can also support. And uh, and so for guys like Chris Long and myself, I, I do think it's important for uh, – for white players to speak out on this issue because it, it's these are these are our teammates these are uh, 
and these are human beings more than anything. I mean, this is just, it's a human issue. And, and, uh, and so we've got to be a part of it. And uh, I don't think that we're going to gain ground on this thing uh, until uh, more white people stand up and, and, and talk about it because, um, because it's such a hard thing to, uh, to delve into and people get so uh, protective of their own views and uh and the, the, like the like the title of the, the the release said you know the the less you know listen together it's, it's that's the key is just sit, sit and listen with somebody and just hear somebody's side of the story and and see you know how it impacts and intersects with what you're doing in your life and can can you make their their side better or can they make your side better well, like I say, I don't mean to, I don't hope it's not patronizing, but yes, uh, bringing some, you know, it's a nuanced subject on some level and yeah. uh, and, and uh, your willingness to go deep on it uh, is appreciated. Let's talk about a couple of football things uh, real quick here. I suspect that we are going to have, at my guess is 10 NFL teams from the start of 2017 to the start of 2018 will change quarterbacks. This is something you know about. <laughs> Am I right? Am I at that magic number? Ten teams. I haven't really given it much thought, but uh, but the way our our league looks for quarterbacks every year, and um, that wouldn't shock me. You know, I mean, I could see that completely happening. And you know, it's it's part of everybody's trying to find the right fit, and uh, they're trying to find the right guy to, to lead their franchise, and and. Some of those teams are are looking for a franchise quarterback, and then some of the guys are looking for a bridge guy, and some guys are looking for a guy who can just – they feel like they've got a good team built. Now they just need a guy who can uh, go in there and manage the game and move it forward. So everybody's at different stages, and and when you talk about 32 teams, it makes sense. I mean, you know, you look at just the coaching turnover in general – uh, this year, and you, well, I don't know what we're at. We're close to that number, right? Six or seven, something so, like that. So, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, sure, it would be feasible to say that ten quarterbacks probably, you know, be a, a good number. You know, hopefully, hopefully not. I always root for guys. I've, I've uh, lived this before, and having played on ten teams, uh, you know, I root for guys to be able to stay, stay where they're at, and 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 uh, and be a part of their organizations. But uh, but change is part of the. Oh, I gotta the think you had to enjoy those three quarterbacks that were playing in the title game for everybody not called the. Elite word yeah. in front of their name. That was a, a feather in it's all an, your cap. It, well, it's an interesting dynamic, and you watch how the league, you know, typically follows follows these things, and uh, you can go about it a few different ways. Mm-hmm. But but the key is to build your team and to have a good football team, and you need that. And uh, there are there are definitely transcendent players at the position. You know, when you talk about those guys, the elite guys, whether it's Ben and Aaron and and Tom and Drew and 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 Russell and some of these different guys. I don't know any of those names, but okay. But I uh, get the large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but then there's kind of this other other group that I think you really need to build your football team in order to give yourself a chance to win a championship. And and uh, and so I, that's probably why you see so much turnover and, and why your why your numbers are around ten. Well, Jets lucky to have you and uh, NFL too. The great Josh McCown. Everybody, anybody ever tell you you look like anybody else? Now you're talking about your. your I don't mean it, it happens. I don't want to go there. No, nope, I don't. The can of worms. I don't know. Dolph Lundgren. Just, Rocky. Wait Rocky, a, Rocky Four. Get out. Whoa! Of here. Now that you mention it, you do. <laughs> I hate. Sorry, Dolph. <laughs> hey, everybody. That's Josh McCown. He takes a back seat to nobody. All right, we're not done just yet because seated to my immediate left now. 
is a guy who I've gotten to know just very little bit. Back in August, I visited you down at uh, training camp with the Chargers. I I said, this guy, he's he's all right. I said, let's uh, stay in business with this character. You since have spoken to Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass. Here he is, everybody. Again, I hope this this is merely an hors d'oeuvre to uh, what will be a main course of off-season fare for us. Trey Boston, how are you, pal? I'm good. How about yourself, big man? I'm fine. I'm getting ready to go and be, uh, you know, up in uh, up in the snow. I, for one, am anxious for it. Yeah. You don't like that? Yeah, bring bring everything you got because it's going to be a cold one. Luckily, it's indoor, though. I Well, not lucky. If You know, I, I talk about this all the time. Those teams that play in the NFC North should not be allowed to dome their stadiums for their own good. Why do, What a home field advantage that is. To, to If you could play in zero degrees and the L.A. Rams or somebody or New Orleans Saints have to come play you up there, that's, that's a decisive edge. Uh, it's almost like saying, hmm, let me think about it. Yeah, come up with the good analogy I, I'm here. trying to, but there is no good analogy. You're trying to be cold and telling them, hey, you guys are going to be colder than us. It's that's still, right. It's still going to suck. It, that's true. It's going to hurt. I know, but don't, listen. Let's talk about the here and now. We have the uh, the Patriots. We have the Eagles. Yeah. And you had the uh, chance to play them both. I suspect that this will come up uh, throughout uh, the next week and a half here. Yeah. Break it down for us. What do you think, re realistically? Yeah. With Nick Foles under center, obviously he is the X factor of this game. I don't know how uh, how else to to carve it up there. If he plays like bad Nick Foles, they have zero chance. But if he, you know, takes care of the ball a little bit, makes a couple of plays there, can they realistically take down the dynasty? Yeah, but what they're going to do is they're going to need their defense. Their defense has to come and, and be one of the best, you know, in the league. Uh, if, if, if they're going to do what they, you know, set their mind out to do and win the Super Bowl. They got to do what they did last week. You know, you've seen sacks everywhere. You've seen a pick six go to the house. You know, you're going to need your defense because Tom Brady's going to bring it. As we know is, you know, you can pick a defense in this one, but at the end of the day, the best defense out there is Tom Brady, and he's going to score the most points at the end of the day. So you got to stop him from doing that. And, I mean, there's, you know, easier said than done. Are they constructed, the um, the the Patriots this year? If you go back through it, and I guess the not-so-secret weapon or not-so-secret strategy that they've employed in the last several games is, you know, Brady gets the MVP and whatever, but, but the, the real MVPs are the guys coming out of the backfield that are getting 10, 11, 12. I mean, Shane Vereen or James White or whoever you want yeah. to say. Are the Eagles built? Do they have the defense to take that away? I think it's it's hard because what you have to take away is missed tackles. You know, you have to make tackles in the flats. That's what you're seeing these guys like Vereen, mm-hmm. uh, Deion Lewis. You're seeing these guys miss, you know, make one tackle miss, and next thing you know that led to a 12-play drive and Tom Brady scoring. Do the Eagles tackle well enough in this game? I look for people to look at third downs and manageables. That's, you know, about four to six and see how many missed tackles in the flats to these running backs there are. Is that, you know, and, and, you know, in broad strokes, they are kind of constructed the things you would list what you need to beat Tom Brady's Patriots. Can you get to them with the pass rush with just your front? Yes. yes. Yeah. Can you bang them with uh, with the running game? Yes. I don't think I when initially the the Patriots when I thought whichever one of these teams yeah. survives the NFC, it's the game's already over. But I think the Eagles actually can, as I think about it. I they think, have a shot. I think they give them their best shot, like you just said, on defense. You know, with the defense that they do have, 
you know, Fletcher Cox up front, and Brandon Graham, you know, you, you got Chris Long. These are guys who are going to be able to get after Tom mm-hmm. Brady. But the thing is, can they do it for four whole quarters without Tom Brady and Bill Belichick switching things up and knowing where to go with it? You know, it's about coaching too as well. And and these guys have been there and done it every single, you know, year almost, you know, half of his, half, half his time. Half of his time he's been in the Super Bowl. It is, it, it really is. It is <laughs> I, you know, people are now – even the people who can't stand it and want anything other than the Patriots. It feels like this year people are taking a, a, a beat to say, you know what, before we're so, we are a, we are a society of vapid cynics and yeah. conspiracy theorists, and that's an element that people love to say, well, they're cheating or whatever, but all that nonsense. I think people are trying to appreciate. Wow, we are watching the 60s Celtics. We're watching the Canadians of the 70s or whatever, Yankees of the 50s. We're in the midst of a, uh, of something special. Take a moment to yeah. at least uh, drink it in. Even, even you Steelers fans. I know it's hard to hear from a fellow <laughs> Steelers fan. Speaking of that sort of thing, where do you come down on? Because you're seeing all this Pro Bowl stuff, all, all the fancy, it's sunny, yeah. and oh, isn't it cute that Eric Weddle and Antonio Brown are having a good time together yeah. and, and all your guys are down. Listen, I, as a fan, it, it, I, I'm not going to jive you. It makes us sick to oh. see. I don't like to see it. What are, hey, last time I saw you guys, you guys were weeping along with us. Now you're having a good time down there? I'm still sad. What do you, Where are you, by the way, as a fan? I'm not as a fan, as a player, watching the run by the Jags, as close as they got. Yeah. I, I've been told by a, a very reliable source okay. that the Jags, the one thing that they said going into Week 17 was, we we want the Titans. We don't want those Chargers getting in because if we have to play the Chargers, that's not going to be good. How much does that – be honest. Does that gnaw at you at all? That uh, you had that game, and if you get that game, you, you go to the postseason, basically. I live in the moment, honestly. Um, it went past me, you know. Once that moment's gone, You're I You're able I don't, to let go. I'm able to let go, just like guys at the Pro Bowl. Able to let go and know that we are all an NFL family of brotherhood, you know, you know, underneath that shield is special. You know, we don't really build these bonds on teams to hate other, you know, fans, you know, like you guys can build that bond. But that's why we love the fans, you know. The I don't like any of what you just said. <laughs> I don't like it. What kind of talk is that? I don't want you to like, I don't want you no. to be cool with it. But that is the key, isn't it? Yeah, if it, you cannot, if you don't have a short memory, yeah. you have no chance of making it for any amount of time. No chance, because you'll let guys like these fans – Tweet you all day long about how this and that, and you'll you'll take that to the field with you if you don't have short memory. I, I honestly, I love reading mine because they're hilarious. I love you know what people say. It. Oh, you can't look at social. Don't I ever look at your it. mentions. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> you know, it's just like it, it fuels me. It's, it's sure. just like it's like oh, you think that? Okay, whoa, what you watch one game? Also, what's great <laughs> is my my advice to everybody with that. They say, how do you? Why do you talk back on Twitter, Facebook, whatever? That's dangerous. Why do you do that? I say. I think it's funny, first of all. I think I enjoy it. It makes me laugh. And the other thing that's great to do is the trick of doing it. Just hold the racket out and let the let the force of their own stupidity bounce yeah. back to them. You don't have to do anything back. No, just no. just highlight it, and then uh, the, the, everybody else will jump in and laugh at them with you. Seems like you know it. Seems like you know, I know it. I know a thing or two, Boston. <laughs> I'm got, listen, 
I'm here for you. As you begin, this is interesting. The Chargers certainly would like, they would be wise, obviously, to have you back there. You really help that defense turn a corner, that that team in general. Very dangerous in 2017. I'm sure they will be in hot pursuit of you, but so too will other pro football suitors. I want to be a part, if I may uh, be so bold. Spaghetti and I would like to be a part of your journey. We want to follow you as free agency goes. Okay. Is that cool? I mean – we can do a package plan. Okay. Know, try to get us all together. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't yeah. even thinking about playing, but I no, guess no, no. I guess no, I no, could. No, I mean, not so much playing. Well, you, you could do this same gig, but maybe we'll get on a team. Oh, just yeah, Trey Boston TV. I get it. Like twi- no, Boston TV, twenty four seven. It can be like a. a Dave and Trey. You know what I'm saying? I'll still, okay. I'll, I'll still give you, you know, the first name. I even get the first billing. See what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, okay. Let's let's work it out. I'm going to put you in touch with my lawyers because I want to get it all, all square. Right. Yeah, I'm going to get my agent then. You know, that's like our equivalent of lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my one tip to you to begin. The one thing I'll say is don't sign with anybody too quickly. Okay. Take like 48, 72 hours and make sure that as many NFL teams that will take you for state for surf and turf, okay. you get as much of it as you can. Then you sign. You, you, get as much free food as surf you can. Surf, surf, that's a good idea. Okay? All right. Good idea. This is going to go uh this is going to go beautifully. Uh Dave and uh, Trey TV coming your way <laughs> in 2018. Meantime, uh, great work. This guy really uh, dynamite work, an emerging star in uh, sports media here. Trey Boston, um, thanks to Willie McGinnis, to Josh McCown. Great stuff uh, with everybody today. We'll talk to you from Minneapolis, everybody. Maybe even St. Paul. Maybe we'll get nuts. Maybe we'll do both cities. Till then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.